0: Welcome to Faith in Flagler. I'm Brian McMillan, publisher of the Palm Coast and Ormond Beach Observers, and thank you so much for joining me. This is the first show on WNZF, um, and I have two special guests with me today in the studio: Abe Mills and Rachel Mills, my good friends. Thank you for joining me.
1: We're glad to be here. Thank you. Yeah,
0: thanks a lot, Brian. How does it feel to you? be the uh, the guinea pigs, the very first episode? <laughs> on the radio (laughs) you know i had guinea pigs as a kid so (laughs) (laughs) you can relate to them i didn't know we were the first honestly yeah well i've been doing it for about the past three months on social media and so i've done about 15 different interviews and they it's been going really great um but i thought it would be cool to like transition to instead of like a social media only platform to do it on the radio and make it it more of a podcast so uh, this will be available on podcasts as well if anybody misses, uh, misses the show, it's broadcasting. We're recording this on Friday. It's broadcasting live at 9 a.m. on Sundays, which is going to be—well, actually, you guys could listen to it on your way to church, I suppose. Well, I don't we know if you're early, will. right? <laughs> so, so just to introduce my, uh, my guests here. So Abe Mills is the bishop of the Palm Coast Ward of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints yes, in, sir. in Palm Coast. Well, it's actually in Bunnell, right across from Bunnell Elementary School. And, uh, Rachel, so in our church, I, I'm, I, full disclosure, I'm a member of the same, uh, church, although a different congregation in Flagler County. Um, and in our church, uh, pretty much everybody who goes to church regularly has a, what we call a calling. So I, I'm not sure what yours is right now, Rachel, what is your calling in the, in the church right I'm now? I'm over the youth choir. The youth choir. Oh, we're well, all cool.
1: music, but my focus is the youth choir. Okay. Awesome.
0: Yeah. Um, and so some of what I want to talk about, well, uh, so, the other thing is in in this church um the pastors the bishop basically you're the pastor of the ward of of the congregation um and everybody in this church is a lay clergy meaning there's no salary it's not it's not a a, a full-time position although probably feels like a full-time position a lot of the time <laughs> sometimes it does so tell me tell tell the audience what you what you do other than being the bishop of the of the ward
2: Oh okay yeah so you know our family, other than being the bishop, our family we have a uh, we have a YouTube channel, and that's what we really spend a lot of time doing. Uh, but I recently also am involved with a nonprofit. Uh, we're working on some affordable housing developments in, around the area, so Volusia and Flagler County. So that's something that's been keeping me busy lately as well.
0: Yeah, that's that's awesome, and I, I've seen your guys' show before tell tell you 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 you're being modest about it, like you have this youtube channel so how many how many followers do you have subscribers do you have on YouTube right now, Rachel?
1: We have seven hundred and four thousand followers on our main channel, then Amazing. we have several other smaller channels that our kids have that yeah they that's
0: very cool and you and how many children do you have and what are the age range?
1: We have six kids, the oldest one lives in Hawaii and he's a drummer and goes to college. The next one is a missionary for two years in Fiji, so the oldest is
2: 21
1: 21 <laughs> like, how old the is he? husband knew the age <laughs> like, well, how old is he fantastic he's 21 so they go down to and the other four and uh at home still and they go down to the age of 11 yeah
0: very yeah. cool Yep. so it's, it's a great family i've like i said i've we've known each other for a long time and the um, channel is
2: called sunshine mafia right and
1: it's a message mafia. of positivity so yeah. you know anytime we're ever tempted to post anything that's that might be controversial. We just don't because we just want to bring positivity. There's enough negativity out there. And so we focus on the sunshine and the brightness. And that's, like, I think, what our message is. is there's yeah. a lot of good in the world. And it's about our perspective.
0: Definitely. And that's that's really what this show is all about too. You know, I, I started this show in part because there's so much social media out there. And a lot of it is just kind of like such a waste of time. It's so negative. Um, and trying to find like, little bits of positivity and, and inspire people and, mm-hmm. and build faith. Um, I should, I should pause there. The, the, the slogan of the show, which I'll, I'll get better at saying at the beginning at the, from now on, but, um, because building faith strengthens our community. And that's what I really believe, um, is that no matter what church anyone goes to out there, who's listening, um, whether you go to whatever church you go to, I hope that it, Hearing perspectives of different pastors and faith leaders, rabbis, anybody who is willing to be on the show of any denomination, any religion, that we can see that we're all, you know, trying and striving for um, a connection with the higher power. And I think mm-hmm. I can learn something from people who are devoted in any kind of faith, and I'm, I'm excited to hear that, and I hope that, you know, the listeners can follow me on this kind of journey throughout, throughout the community. Um, next week, Greg Peters from Parkview Church is going to be a guest. He told me he's going to bring somebody. I'm not sure who. Um, so, we'll we'll see how that goes. But um, so, I also want to thank Douglas Property and Development, Big John's Appliances, and Stevenson Wilcox and Associates for supporting the show. Um, so, let's talk about let's talk about faith. You know, I, I want to first of all, in pretty much anybody, I grew up in the same denomination that. That you guys are in, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints. Did you grow up in the church also, both of you? Pretty much. I mean yeah. um my family uh, joined the
2: church in when I was eight. Okay. So for gotcha. the most part, yes. But and, I do remember going to my grandfather's church um as well when okay. I was younger.
0: So Very good. How about you, Rachel? Uh
1: yes, I, I grew up in the church and with those with the teachings, uh strong teachings of Jesus Christ in the home.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So Today's father point, was mm-hmm. of a whole different faith.
2: Yeah. My dad, my dad, uh, was the name of the religion is Fahami. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a, a, like a sect of, I believe the Muslim religion. So
1: and then he accepted Jesus Christ. Wow.
0: That's amazing. So, yeah. so at some point, the reason I brought this up is that at some point, no matter what faith you grew up with as a kid, at some point, usually, at least when you're a teenager, you're kind of making your way in the world. You have to really, at some point come to a decision about what, you're really all about, and a lot of people do not hold on to their faith that they grew up with. Um, so, I wanted to see from your perspective: like, did you? Can you recall like a, a time when you had to really make that decision, and what was that decision like for you?
1: I remember growing up in high school. I um, I used to go to a lot of other people's churches, and I loved it. I loved feeling the spirit, and I did. I felt goodness everywhere I went, mm-hmm. and I. You know, there were a few things that kept me where I am at my, in my particular religion, but I remember asking my mom, "Why do I feel good in all these churches?" And she said, "Whenever you feel a piece of truth, you're going to feel good." Mm-hmm. And I, so I've always appreciated other faiths from a very young age. And even we just went to Israel and Jerusalem this summer, and we fell in love with the with the Muslims. We fell in love with the Jews. We fell in love with um, with everyone who 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 is trying the hardest, like you said, to, to follow God and not all in the same way.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm amazed when you think of the, you know, the, the tenets of like Islam, when you have the multiple prayers throughout the day and the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the ritualistic way of making sure that, you know, you're kneeling down and all these kind of things, like, Talk about devotion. Their devotion is what I was touched by. Absolutely. And we could all learn something from each other's devotion. There is something to learn from, yeah. So Abe, what what about you? you, uh, Was there a time when you kind of said, okay, yeah, I'm I'm in it for good?
2: Yeah. So, you know, I served a mission. I was a missionary for uh, when I turned 19. And before you, you know, it's a two-year commitment. And um, before I made that commitment, I had to... If it, you know, it becomes very apparent you that kinda you kind know, of have to, have to choose something at that this. point. <laughs> exactly. So um, it was really important for me to um, come to an understanding of what I believed, what I felt was right. And I can remember um, I went out with a couple of missionaries and just had an experience where it was, it was the Lord spoke to me and basically said, You need to do this. and And that was a big, huge moment in my life.
0: Yeah.
1: So for me, too, I was I was a reporter for ABC covering Mm -hmm. the Dallas Cowboys at the time. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was at a table and all these reporters were there and mostly male. I think it was like 20 men and only one other female. And they were just firing questions at me about my religion, my faith. And I was turning to each one and trying to answer. And I was just this young, 20, almost 21 year old and answering this one, answering that one. And all of a sudden the spirit came over me. You need to do this. More. Yeah. Because I felt the spirit come over me of the things that I was testifying of God and my beliefs and I didn't feel threatened by it, but I felt grateful for the opportunity. And so in that moment I was like, I'm going on a mission hmm. and I put in my papers right away and I left from Dallas and went to Bolivia. So that wow. was a big, big moment for me is just seeing them all come at me and where it could have broken me, but it just made me feel just empowered by the spirit.
0: So. Isn't it amazing that um because I've I've had similar kind of uh, reactions where when you are explaining, when you're kind of standing up for what you believe in, that's when it kind of gets reconfirmed for you in a way. Absolutely. Um, like the the your faith is strengthened by sharing it, you know, in, in the moment itself. And uh, sometimes it's gained because you are sharing it. Like, it, it's just, it's interesting. You think sometimes that you should build it up first before you ever try to share it. But even if you have just a little spark of it, you know, sometimes that's what builds it builds on it
2: i think that uh really speaks to the importance of verbally just expressing your feelings about god and the things that you know like whether it's about prayer whether it's about faith whether it's about god whether it's about it's just i think it's important for us to speak it because speaking it helps us to uh it helps it helps firm it you know confirm it in our hearts and
0: there's a lot of power in that in speaking it out definitely yeah so anyway again again part of part of the reason for the show is that I think that that is part of what helps a community be stronger you know uh, there's a lot of different energy and, and power in in building a community, but having a, a a faith component i think is is important for the identity of of any community and this is the one that I care about the most because this because mm-hmm. i am here <laughs> um, so I wanted to uh talk a little bit about something that happened to me recently where um So we have these big, huge tables in from, we just, my wife and I just bought the Observer. Um, It's been a big, stressful, wonderful adventure so far. But um, part of the issue is that we we're trying to like figure out what to do with these big tables and they are, they're too big for the new office space and, but they're like custom made and I've, I've worked on them for a long time, so I don't want to like get rid of them. And so, but we have to like do something about them to then make room for the table. So it's been like a stressful thing. Well, I, I recently got in touch with the guy who, I, I had the idea, you should try to figure out, t- talk to the person who made the tables because maybe he could help to adjust them somehow. And we're going to, we're trying to figure out a way to like cut them in half the long way and use them <laughs> as like workbenches essentially. Mm-hmm. Um but as I was, you know, thinking through that, I was like, this is really a, an amazing metaphor, like a lesson to me. Um, and I feel like I was taught, you know, by the, the Holy Spirit in that moment, like you're going back to the creator of the tables, right? And the fact that it was a carpenter kind of also mm-hmm. added to that, you know, idea. But going back to the person who created the tables to find the solution, um, and, and, um, just, you guys are I nodding like here. Like, I what, like what, what's yeah, your I thought like process that. Like with that, that with that metaphor? Yeah. I mean,
2: I feel like sometimes in life, there are so many loud voices out there right now, especially with, like you talked about social media. I mean, you, it, you know, really anything, uh, just regular media. Um, and sometimes I feel like it's easy for us to try to go and find those solutions to our problems by going to different places that really sometimes may or sometimes may not have something that can help. But we know that if we go to the creator, we can always get the answer that we need. Not necessarily always the answer that we're looking for, but the answer that we need. Yeah. So,
1: So you made me think of an experience we had. Our son was playing behind the hot tub. He wasn't supposed to be playing in the hot tub, but he was. And he went back and he's, he's 11. And he dropped a toy behind it. So he's reaching down to get it. And somehow he got his legs stuck between the hot tub and the house. Mm. Well, you can't just move a hot tub because it's filled with mm. how many <laughs> gallons of water. <laughs> So we were trying to pull his leg out. We were trying to empty the hot tub. We were draining it and taking buckets, and we were starting wow. to get very worried.
0: Yeah, we, were,
1: we could not pull him. We were all pulling him. We were wedging boards in there. We were trying everything for almost an hour, and we thought, are we really going to have to call the fire department? How are we going to get his leg out? And one of the kids said, have we prayed about this? And so we said, okay, let's pray right now. And we prayed, and all of a sudden— Someone said, oh, is his leg fatter, <laughs> The, you know, the or is, you know, which way is his leg fatter? And I said, oh, it's definitely fatter looking straight on him. And so he said, why are we not turning his leg and trying to slide it out? Hmm. And all of a sudden we said, oh, my gosh, how did that thought never <laughs> come to us? So he turned his body towards the building, slipped right out. And it was that easy. And so I so feel like...
0: That's when you say, never mind, God, we yeah. got it all taken care <laughs> yeah, exactly, of. Right. You don't have to help us after yeah.
1: all. <laughs> it's interesting though, right? Because I think the answers are right in front of us, but we have to have eyes to see and hmm. hearts to hear, our ears to hear and hearts to feel. And it's right there. It's in a lot of times it's very simple, but we're just not open to what our creator is trying to tell us. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, who, could, who knows what to do with the human body? The person who created the human body right right yeah. um, and I think there's a lot of you know a lot of uh, a lot of wisdom in that um, that I was taught you know by that table idea, not like it was a great idea for me, but I think that's part of the uh, you know uh, developing a relationship with God, I think is trying to be a constant student and trying to always learn um, to try to be humble and and you know admit or accept when Maybe you're wrong. You need to kind of readjust your, uh, you know, your thought process. Um, but so, Abe, as, the, uh, as a bishop of the, this congregation of, I mean, how many people usually come? Like a 150-ish or something like that?
2: Between 150 and 200 usually.
0: Yeah. So tell me something that you have learned or observed when you're sitting up there on the, on the stand, you know, looking out at all these faces, looking up at you. What kind of thoughts go through your mind um,
2: well, so
0: I feel like, you know, one
2: one of the interesting things about being called as a bishop, because in, as a bishop, my responsibilities are to serve the people. And so as I sit up there and I look out there, like one thing that I was very, very uh, surprised by um, was when I first sat up there and looked out as a bishop. I would look at people and I would just have this feeling of, this incredible feeling of love for these people. And I would look at them and I would think, okay, what can we do to help this person? And so a lot of times as a Bishop, I sit up there and I think, okay, what can we do to help this person? What does that person need? And so I'll just be looking around and I take a lot of notes when I'm up there. Hmm. Um, but I think, I feel like part of that means like, Hey, you know, uh, when are we taking, and I feel like sometimes if I didn't have that opportunity to sit up there during our, what we would call our sacrament meeting, um, You know, sometimes I feel like that time and taking that time is just the time that I need to be able to think about these things. I wonder in our day as individuals and maybe in our families as well, Mm -hmm. when do we take that time to sit back and think about each member or to think about ourselves and say, okay, what is it that we need? What is it that my family needs? And so I think sometimes in our lives, we live in a world where every minute can be filled with something and we just spend our time just trying to keep up with it. And so sometimes I feel like when we sit back and we take a second to evaluate, to listen, to pray, to meditate, then we can get answers to things that we maybe never even considered before.
0: Yeah,
1: That's what we do as a family every night is we have family devotional. And it sometimes lasts for an hour because the kids just want to talk about how God has touched them. But if we don't take that time, how are they going to reconnect what happened in their day and where God was present in those things that happened throughout the day.
0: So what advice um, would you give if there's some parents or grandparents listening right now? Um, That sounds like such a great thing to have a, a devotional every day in your, in your home. Like how could a parent, start something like that. (laughs) I mean, I think a lot of people who don't do that are like, wow, that could never happen. Like my kids would never go along with something like that. (laughs) Right. What, what would you, what, what advice would you give if somebody said, I want to do that in my family?
1: Well, we've had lots of kids come into our home and they love that time as well. And what it is, is how we start is we say, what happened to you today where you felt happy? Right. And they don't always connect it to God making them happy, but what good happened or what even what's sad, right? When, or what, what was hard today and how did God help you through that? And so if they want to start in their home, just ask them, hey, what, what happened today that made your heart?
0: So, so in other words, if, oh, you, yeah, if, if you feel, if you're saying, what, when did you feel happy today, then you're trying to help connect that to, that God. that is God helping you in your yeah, day. Yeah, everyone
1: always asks on our channel, because we do live videos with our YouTube channel, and they say, how do you go closer to God? And I always, always, always say, giving God credit for what happens in your day. Mm -hmm. good and bad, because Mm -hmm. if there's something bad, if we have eyes to see and ears to hear, hear, then he will help us connect. Mm
2: -hmm. And I feel like sometimes it's really important to connect that to scriptures or some sort of a thought that would say, okay, Mm -hmm. hey, so this is what happened in your day. Let's read what, you know, in the scriptures where it says this. Mm -hmm. How does that have to do with that? Um, I also feel like sometimes what we do is we'll say, hey, this thing happened in the world today. What are your thoughts on it? Right. How does it affect right. you? Mm-hmm. What are, you? know? If that happened to you, what would you do? And you know, we have some of these conversations about things that are, we feel like are kind of important in terms of the social aspects of society, but also the spiritual aspects of society, which I think sometimes society kind of confuses maybe sometimes what's social and what's, soci- um, what's spiritual, because many times those things cannot be separated. And so we have a lot of discussions about that at the
0: house yeah uh, showing yeah. showing the showing how you know your faith and your spiritual you know uh mind is connected to all the things during your day mm-hmm. it seems like it helps to i guess just i don't know reinforce that you know it's not a separate thing like i I go to school Absolutely. or I go to work and then I come home and maybe I spend some time doing this like if we can have um you know our faith be part of everything that we do um then that's what makes you that to me, that's what makes us feel even more connected. That's it. Um to each other and to God, I think.
2: I do want to say too yeah, that if please. you if you if you're having a hard time getting your kids there, then what's something that they all enjoy that you could do? So for food. instance, right, food is usually in our family. So <laughs> it could be popcorn, it could be ice cream, it could be like, hey guys, let's all get together for ice cream. Now we're sitting around the table. Now why would we not bring up something that happened that day or whatever? Yeah. And at first it might be a little weird. Don't give up on it. You know, sometimes my kids pay very close attention and sometimes they are distracted a lot. So, but as a family, we try to be consistent in terms of coming together before we go to bed and having somewhat of a discussion and then saying a prayer together as a family.
0: Yeah, I think that... Even
1: if we're tired, even if we're tired, we do it late at night sometimes. You guys are are night owls, I know.
0: When's the latest you've ever had this devotional, would you guess?
1: (laughs) 1am <laughs> probably. Yeah, <laughs> we're definitely. Like, come on guys, devotional. Hey, like, stay what? awake. We don't, don't go asleep. to bed. Yeah. <laughs> we
0: we sometimes will like listen to uh, you know, a Bible chapter as we're driving home from something right. so that we can make sure to at least get something in. So y- y- yesterday actually, my son, uh, we were reading um uh so in you know again, this is if you're just t- tuning in, Abe Mills and Rachel Mills, um Abe is the bishop of the Home Coast Ward of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So we're kind of reading along in the New Testament as you guys are. Worldwide, the church is kind of following the same few chapters in, mm-hmm. a week. And we're reading in First Thessalonians chapter five. And there's this, you know, these different passages, and we're supposed to like your family might enjoy, you know, we have this little come follow me manual that we try to follow. And um your family might enjoy like writing a phrase from this passage on a piece of paper and putting it on the wall. And we I read that not thinking that we would actually do it because a lot of times with the age range of the kids and everything, it doesn't always work out like just like that. But Luke jumps up. He's five, my youngest. L- without anybody telling him, Luke jumps up, runs over, gets a stack of papers, runs back over, passes them out to everybody, goes into the drawer, gets pencils, and walks around. While we're reading, You know, he's not really reading, but he, he heard that. <laughs> and he went around and gave everybody the papers. And so... Um, but as a result, everybody did it, you know, and wrote down like rejoice evermore was his mm-hmm. in this five-year-old scrawl, you know, with stick figures and stuff. But it, it was very touching to me that that was part of his routine. That was part of his life. Yeah. And I hope that that kind of sets him up for the future. But I wanted to kind of wrap up a little bit with with talking about that phrase rejoice evermore from First Thessalonians. How do you do that? I mean, is that really possible? Rejoice evermore? Like, can we just always be happy? And why would Paul tell us to do that? What do you you think, Abe? A very good question. Um, I feel like no
2: matter what the circumstances are, there is always a way to find those things that you can be grateful for. And, you know, will we have sad times in life? For sure. Can we rejoice through those sad times? For sure.
0: Isn't that a contradiction, though? Can we rejoice through sad times? You know how do how do we how do we do that? Maybe that's sort of unanswerable, but I, you know I, I think this is well. Keeping. I feel like
2: I feel like if you have a real hope and faith in God, then you understand that the sad times are temporary, yeah. and that God is not here to make us sad. God is here to lift us up, and so if we can keep those perspectives in our hearts through all sad circumstances, we realize they are temporary and though they may be sad now we can think about what are the things right now that we can rejoice about. Yeah. That's the way I look at it. What do you think, Rach?
0: We're, we got about 10 seconds. If you got a little (laughs) gratitude is your healer. Very good. Gratitude is your healer. Thank you so much, Abe and Rachel Mills. Um, I, uh, being my my first radio guests we're grateful for you thank Um, you faith in flagler because building faith strengthens our community thanks again to douglas property and development big john's appliances and stevenson wilcox and associates we'll see you next week